2: Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, I'm Aeneas Williams. Celebrating family and football is what we do here at the NFL, and that's why we celebrate NFL fathers. Takeo Spikes leads a series of discussions focused on parenthood and how
1: current players and legends continue to be engaged dads. In this episode, Takeo sits down with Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee Pierre
2: Desir, about his fatherhood journey. Let's listen in. Welcome to the first edition of the NFL All Pro Dats. I am your host, Takeo Spikes. And yes, we have a very special guest joining us today, Pierre Desir. Yes, sir. Man, welcome to the Appreciate show. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate man, you. How, you know, we got to talk about the season now right yeah. quick. How did you finish up for the season? Well, it didn't end up the way that you wanted it to be, but uh, you guys got back to the playoffs, and hopefully next year it can be something different.
3: Yeah, man, the playoffs is something special. A lot of players, they don't get the opportunity to go into playoffs. And, you know, we we did something special. We had to win five games just to just to make it. We didn't, we didn't falter, we didn't, you know, hang our heads low, like, oh man, worry us. But we just went, we grind, we worked, we had a good time, great ride. It didn't end the way we wanted it. But that's 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 how it works sometimes. That's the business.
2: It, it takes a special commitment, as you said. Some people take it for granted going to the playoffs. And that commitment is something that you guys displayed just looking at the way that you play. The commitment that you display, even going all the way back to your earlier years, you learn how to handle yourself and your personal values like from a quite early, from a young boy's perspective, now from a man's perspective. Like, what does that mean to you when you talk about commitments and the commitment to your family?
3: You know, the commitment to my family is something that was taught to me early on as a kid. Family is very important to me, and I know that there's certain people in my life that have helped me get to where I I am today. So I always try to give back to them, show their appreciation to them by working hard, by getting my job done, by doing what I have to do, taking care of business, because there's a lot of people, you know, that uh, took care of me, and I know that uh, they wanna see me do well, and I'm gonna do well because um, I made that commitment.
2: When you talk about commitments that usually come along with sacrifices, and, we all aspire when we're in high school to be that. Hey, I want to go D1. Yep. I want to be the first. This. I want to be the first. That. But your route definitely didn't go the D1 way. You went through D2. Yes, sir. Talk about that story. Yes, How, sir. The grind.
3: You know, so yeah, man. You know the grind. The grind. Grinding D2. You know, being a you know being a team father, and you know, being being a teen dad first, and then still trying to pursue my dreams of going to college and playing ball. I know for me, I kind of like developed this mantra and it's called push. And I kind of did that through high school and college kind of developed early on, which just means persistence, utilizing opportunities, sacrifice and hustle. So I kind of just implanted that in me. Push! And just kept going. So, you know, going from D1, not being able to, getting D1 offers, but not being able to you know, pass the ACT or get eligible, um, had to go another route, D2. And, and that's a grind. You don't get the, uh, you don't get the attention as, mo- as most D1 players get, but you still got to work hard. You got to work that, that much harder just to even get noticed.
2: Yeah, and the sacrifice for the family, seeing it through, how did the family responsibilities impact what your responsibilities was or were as a player?
3: Yeah, man, I had, you know, I had to sacrifice a lot. Sacrifice a lot of time away from my family, but away from my kids because I had to make an effort to provide for a better future. And, you know, just, just growing up, my parents, no one's gonna do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta do it yourself. I leaned on that, I worked hard, and I made sure that whatever I did, it was gonna be worth it because I'm sacrificing being away from them, sacrificing a lot of things that I would want to do, you know, in high school. Guys wanna go party, guys want to do all this. I didn't get to do all that. You know, I had a baby girl that I was taking care of. And
2: And you had your first kid at 16? 17. 17. So, like, that's crazy. Because a lot of things you missed out on, you didn't get it. Like, typically, we feel like we're entitled to that. We're privileged to that. But, like, how hard was that adjustment knowing that you had to make the decision? Or maybe it wasn't hard at all for you.
3: You know, it was hard at first because, you know, you're... At a time where it's supposed to be, you're supposed to learn, you're supposed to grow. You're, you're a kid still. I'm still a kid. I'm still a kid, and I'm raising a kid. Most of my friends are like, hey man, you want to go to this party? I was like, nah. I got to make sure my daughter is taken care of. So a lot of the things that they were, they were, they were doing, I missed out on. But I learned that because of what I went through, it made me appreciate a lot more other things. I, you know, taught me responsibility, taught me, you know, goal setting, taught me to uh, go after what I wanted because I had somebody I had to take care of. So. It was tough. It was tough at first, but uh, you know, it was something that definitely helped me and shaped me to what I am today.
2: Yeah, and, and through your story, you went to different places. Yes. Couple of different schools, and now you fast forward. Uh, professional, NFL, professional football player. You've been a, played for a few teams. How has that impacted your family as far as just moving around and what's changed?
3: I mean, we've been through it before. You know, um, in college, I, I had to, I switched schools. I had a lot of adversity with that. I had to sit out a year at school, and I had to work. So I was, we, we weren't a fool to adversity or hard work. You know, going into the league, you know, you get cut sometimes. You know what I mean? You get cut, but you don't let that define you. You don't let that, you know, be the the end all. You always got to keep pushing. You always got to keep driving and just and if you have that power if you have that passion and you have that love for what you want to do and you have the support system you have your your family around you and people that love you you can do anything so i mean i just always kept that in mind and never took
2: whatever the team didn't like me or not um for to being the last thing yeah you talked about getting cut and that's tough. Yes. It's tough for the player. I remember I went through it. If you play long enough, regardless of how great that you are, mm-hmm. it's going to happen to you. I remember being at the top of my game tore my Achilles, and at the end of the year the team didn't want to pay me moving forward because of salary cap reasons right. the next year. So the cut word came into yes. p- to play. I remember coming back home after having the conversation with Andy Reid and he was like, you know what, you know, it is what it is. This is where we are. I remember being around my daughter and my daughter was like, daddy, I, I know you, you seem like you're sad, but I, it, it'll be okay. And so when you bring up the cut deal and you've been through so many other things, how were your family there able to support you while going through that stage of life?
3: Man, that cut is, that cut is tough. It's a, it's a tough. It's a tough call. You know, you don't want to you don't want to get that call no matter when it happens, you know, after training camp or even during the season. But, you know, my my family never lets me for they don't let me forget why I'm doing this. And I know who I'm doing it for Mm -hmm. my why is my kids and I love the game. So I'm going to keep doing it until I can't. But we've been through so much from when I was in high school, with college, with life in general, this football thing is kind of easy. When you look back on life, you for know what most I mean? people
2: we we probably take it as personal. <laughs> right. But for you, what you went through to get you and your family where you are, yeah, like
3: life was life was a lot more difficult. You know, if I if I can go through being a teen dad, if I can go through getting D1 offers and then having to go D2, if I can go through sitting out a year of football and having to transfer school and working just to get that opportunity, I can handle being cut. You know what I mean? I I've done it. So I look I fall back on those things that. I had to overcome and put myself in that mindset again, so when I come through the situation being cut, I'm like, I've been through this. I've done this before. Let's keep moving. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep, let's keep going.
2: In order to keep pushing, in order to keep moving, you've talked about your support staff, your family, and a lot of your family, the majority of them are still in Missouri, correct? Yes. hmm St. Louis. Yes. Yeah, so how does that? Missouri was always home base. Even when you went through your adversity trials, Missouri was home base. How important have the stability from your parents and that support system been able to support you knowing that you've moved across the country?
3: My family's awesome. You know, they, 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 they keep me going. Because even, even with as much as strong-willed as you can be, there's, there's times where you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. But if you have a strong, positive support system, it's like, hey man, listen, Nah, come on, cut that out. This is, you, you want to do this. This is what you want to do. Um, you love this. I always, I mean, I talk to my parents, talk to some, my friends, teachers, talk to my kids just to, just to, you know, check in, you know, to make sure for me that I'm in the right mindset. And, you know, I tell them my goals and they, they make sure that I, I'm, you know, working on them. And just it's, just, it's just such a beautiful thing when you have people that want to see you do well and they push you to do well.
2: You talk about, doing well, uh, what's important for you is giving back because somebody took time to be able to help you. You never forgot that throughout your journey. Talk about how important it is just for you giving back to your community, to where you are now.
3: I know, you know, doing football, you do a lot of, you do a lot of weights, uh, meetings. And I think it's very important to not forget, forget the community or forget the people that helped you and to give back. You know, I had a lot of positive influence in my life from teachers Friends to just everyday people that help me get to where I am. And I, I always want to give back to the community and show them, look, even though I'm busy with my schedule with football, I still want to give back because I know how important it is. And if I can, you know, just have one kid listen or have one person listen, and that can be that motivating factor for them to influence them on what they want to do, mm-hmm. that's, all, that's, that's, what it's, that's what's most important.
2: I, I think one of the most impressive things understanding and knowing what you went through, reading your story. You was the Man of the Year finalist in 19 with Andy and 20 with the Jets. For me, I was the Man of the Year recipient for the 49ers, and I remember putting in the time. I remember looking at effect in people's lives and seeing what effect that has on little kids. What was your why behind that?
3: My why was because when I was, when I was growing up, you know, I had uh, Coaches that were very important uh, in my life that I still talk to this day. Todd Burke, Patrick Ross, and just some teachers that, that were very influential. And, you know, th- you know, growing up was tough. You know, growing up was tough. We didn't have, we didn't have a lot as uh, uh, when I was a kid, and you know, they they definitely helped out, reached out, and even helped me figure out how can I go from D1 to D2. I saw the impact, the impact that it had on my life is something that. Still sticks with me to this day, and I still talk to those people, and and, and it could be something like very little. They they checked up on me, you know. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's school doing? Stuff like that, and I saw them give back to the community. You know, we did like we we helped, you know, at uh, shelters. We we uh, did like backpack uh, school school backpack giveaways, mm-hmm. and I saw the I saw that impact, and you know, it, it's a humbling experience. Because like I'm going through that same situation but I'm still able to help somebody out. So for me, it doesn't matter how much money you've got, you know, you can give your time. It doesn't have to be necessary money. And I saw that through those, those people. That was just a very impactful uh, time in my life and that uh, made me want to give back as well when I was able to.
2: When you look at the things that you've done, the things that you've accomplished, and you're first born at 17 years old, I remember reading a part about when you were in college and you it was discrepancy that you had with your, your first coach. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to release you. And you was like, no, because I want to make sure I'm home with my daughter. Yes. Most people, even kids at that age range, if they feel like they got somebody to have that support system, mm-hmm. they would have you know, been like, you know what, I'm OK with letting somebody being able to help from afar. You were like, nah, me and my me and my wife. Wa- she wasn't your wife. At the, your wife, wife now yeah. wasn't your mm-hmm. wife at the time. But you made it clear. I want to be home with my daughter because I don't want her not forgetting me. I don't exactly. want her forgetting me. Uh, now that you see what you've done, the seeds that you planted for your kids. What do you hope they get out of it, one day? I hope.
3: I hope that they. Uh to see the value of a family and that through hard work you can achieve anything and never sell yourself short, you know. I, I knew how important it was to be around my kids at the time, especially when they're you know babies, they're growing up, it's very important that you're around. I had to take a step back from what I wanted to do. Mm. I was going to find a way to do it, but I knew that they were my main priorities. So you know, just put your priorities first, work hard, dream hard, work hard and don't sell yourself short. So I hope they they take that out of when I tell them, you know, all the jobs that I had to do to grind through college just to just to make some money, and uh, yeah, just and always show them that you know love and uh, appreciation.
2: How much of how much do those conversations come up now? So just whenever, to put it in see, context. See, so whenever because they, you know whenever whenever we gotta go back. Whenever they be acting back.
3: up, whenever they be acting up, I was like, you know what I was doing back in the day. Just to make sure that she was taken care of. Um, yeah I you know I try to bring them back I try to let them know because you know they they were little mm-hmm. throughout that process. So they didn't see the they didn't see the late nights. They didn't see the 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 countless uh mornings of waking up trying to, you know, get a job or you know, I I remember when I when I transferred and I was and I had to uh I had a job at this uh cable company and my and I couldn't and I was suspended Technically from the NCAA, so I couldn't join the team for workouts. I remember, you know, waking up at 7:30, um, making you know making sure I see my kids before I go to school, and I had to work out by myself. Couldn't work with the team. 7:30 classes from like nine to nine to two. Come home, make sure I saw my daughter get off the bus, and I worked from one. I mean from four to two a.m. and just repeated that cycle. You know, when I got home at two a.m., my youngest daughter was still up. She's like, Daddy, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. And, you know, it, it, I, it, I wasn't like, I was tired, but I was like, you know what? This is my time with her, show her that time. So, uh, yeah, man, they, they, didn't, they didn't really see the grind, but I know they, they understand it now just because of where we're at. And we try to show them pictures like, hey, this is where we used to live. Like, this is the job that I used to do. And just, and just show them that, you know, you can, if you work hard enough, it, it can't happen. And uh, so, yeah, I we bring it up, especially when they act up. I always bring it up.
2: Got to remind
3: him. Got to right? remind him. Got to remind him. Like you, you see this house? You remember where we was living there back in the day? So yeah, um, yeah, man. And, and they, they work hard too. They work hard too. They know, they know that uh, I worked for everything, and nothing was given to me. And I try to preach that to them. You got to work hard. Nothing's gonna give. Nothing's gonna be given to you. You got to go take it.
2: Pierre, man, we really appreciate you taking time out of your Absolutely. day. As an all-pro dad, from one all-pro dad to another, man, thank you for sharing your story, Absolutely. and uh, we gonna keep up with you, bro. Absolutely. You got an interesting story, and I can't wait to continue reading it. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thank right you. Right on, bro. You, Appreciate you.
1: This has been the NFL Legends podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends@nfl.com.
0: begins.